Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Why did two little brothers, ages 9 and 11, both have to die? I've been looking at a photo of them over and over. They both have beautiful, dark brown, curly hair. The picture I keep seeing of them that I'm looking at right now looks like them maybe at a, a a baptism or some church event both just scrubbed in sunshine big smiles on their faces they look so much alike ages 9 11 now gone mark and jacob both dead i want justice Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Why did two little boys, not one but two brothers, die? Take a listen to our friends at NBC such a tough situation out here in Westlake Village. We've seen sheriff's deputies visibly shaken after a young boy was struck and killed by a vehicle here on Triunfo Canyon Road and Saddle Mountain Road. You can see the intersection behind me still shut down tonight as investigators continue their work. Now we are still waiting to get details from sheriffs. We know this happened just after seven this evening. That young boy, a only described as a juvenile, was pronounced dead at the scene. And we also see what looks like a child's school and helmet, such difficult images to take in. Now, a second young boy, we are told, was also struck. That boy was taken to the hospital, and his condition is not known at this time. Can you imagine that, coming up on the scene and seeing a little helmet, a child's scooter, and crime scene tape? With me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. First of all, founder of Class Kids Foundation, Mark Class. You can find him at classkids.org, and that's with a K. Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina trial lawyer. You can find her at ncdomesticlaw.com. Renowned psychiatrist joining us out of Atlanta, Dr. Angela Arnold at angelaarnoldmd.com. Founder director of the Cold Case Research Institute, former president of Mad Georgia Mothers Against Drunk Driving, Cheryl McCollum, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet, 
on Amazon and star of a new series on the True Crime Network, Poisonous Liaisons, Joseph Scott Morgan. But first, to the lead news anchor, WDBO, Ray Caputo. Ray Caputo, two brothers dead and one fell swoop, one just nine years old, the other just 11. What happened? Well, Nancy, this was a really hot day. This happened in uh, Westlake Village, California. It's about an hour west of L.A., depending on the traffic. And it's a, it's a hot day, and the family goes out, Jacob and Mark. They're 8 and 11. They're with their mom and their dad and two other siblings, and they're simply crossing the street. They're in okay, a hold on. Just let me understand something. It's okay. They're with their whole family. It's not like the children were in the middle of the road riding their scooters. They're in a crosswalk with their family, correct? Yes, a well-marked crosswalk. You know, um, I'm under. I want to understand where this is. Mark Class, founder of Class Kids Foundation. Where is Westlake Village? Where is that in California? Well, it's several hundred miles from where I am, but I've been through Westlake, and it's a suburb of Los Angeles. You know, when you say a suburb of L.A., uh, having lived Mm -hmm. out in L.A. during Dancing with the Stars, that could mean anything. I mean, it could be a beach area. It could be a rural area. It could be farming land because California is so diverse. But a good hour outside of L.A., in my mind, means suburbs, people that will drive an hour to get to work in L.A. through that god-awful traffic. So we're talking about a suburb of L.A., which is full of beautiful country called Westlake Village. We're talking about Mark and Jacob, and they're 9 and 11 years old, and they're with their entire family, including Mommy and Daddy. So back to you, Ray Caputo. I think I heard you say they were in a crosswalk, correct? Yeah, it was a crosswalk. Now, this is a suburb, so it wasn't a heavily congested area. You know, when you think of law, downtown Los Angeles, it's con- a concrete jungle. It wasn't like this. There was a lot of hills, though, and it was residential. So, and they were in a crosswalk. They were doing what a lot of families do on a Tuesday night when it's hot out and you want to get a little exercise. You know, I, I take Lucy and John David. Uh, we get the dog, Fat Boy, and we walk uh, all the time, practically every day, uh, rain or shine. And it's usually about that time when they're done with school and I'm through with work and everything is calming down from all the craziness during the day. And I'm just imagining this family, you know, Ray Caputo, you said the whole family was there. How, How many of them were there? Well, there was at least two siblings, and I know that one of them was in a stroller. So there was the mom and the dad, and you can imagine that, that you know, the child in the stroller is getting the most attention. They're getting pushed around, but, you know, everybody was there. You know, mom and dad were, were with the kids, and, and there was just, I think there was about six of them, including the boys. Mm, the whole family together. You know, when I go with the whole family together, Somewhere I feel more safe because we're all there together. I've got the children with me. My husband's there. We're all focused on keeping the twins safe at all times. Take a listen to Chris Holmstrom at KCAL 9. It was just before dark. A family of six was walking across this crosswalk when tragedy struck. Captain Salvador Becerra with the L.A. County Sheriff's Department describes what happened next. The family were in a marked cross- a crosswalk clearly marked. Um, 
as she realized there were two cars speeding her way, she was able to reach out and grab one of her children off of a Razor scooter, pull her, pull the child back with the stroller, with another child in a stroller, um, as the car entered the intersection and hit the other two boys. There's six people, including two adults and a stroller. How could you not see that? It wasn't even dark yet. Uh, to Ray Caputo, did the two boys, 9 and 11, die right there on the scene where they raced to the hospital? What happened? Oh, it's just terrible, Nancy. Well, one of the boys died at the scene. He was carried on the hood of the car for about 100 feet, and then the car stopped, and the little boy flew off, and then he was, he was ran over. The other child was... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Slow down. What, what did you just mm -hmm. say? Unfortunately, the woman hit the little one of the little boys and carried him a hundred feet, and then she flew off the car and she ran him over. Wait, wait, wait! Right there, Kathleen Murphy, uh, North Carolina trial lawyer. So it's not dark yet. They're in a crosswalk. There are six people, including two adults and a stroller. That accounts for three people, so there were three others. That is a group. How can you miss a group of people? And Kathleen Murphy, just let's just pretend that she, uh, the driver come over a hill and hit them, which I don't believe is the case, because under the ro ro rules of the road, just like where you put a double line, you're not supposed to cross on a double line or pass anybody right. because you're going right. around a curve. You wouldn't put a crosswalk right there as coming up over a hill because it's too dangerous. So as if you couldn't see them a mile away, we learned from witnesses that one of these two little boys was carried on the hood of the car for 100 feet fell off, and then the car ran over them? What happened? Well, I mean, how A could what? you not see it? Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. 
Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're talking about the vehicular deaths of two little boys. When I take the children for a walk, I am like a hawk watching cars. And a lot of times I say, get off the road, get in to a, a, a yard, just get off the road because I'm afraid the car is not looking. But I mean, I want to go back to you, Ray Caputo. This was in a crosswalk and they have engineers looking at where a crosswalk should be, where there should be a double line, where you should put a red light or a stop sign or a flashing yellow light for reasons, because it fits with the topography. I, I just don't believe that a crosswalk was, you mentioned hills. That's where I'm getting this from, you, Ray Caputo. I just don't believe a crosswalk was right at the top of a hill. Well, there was a crosswalk. you got to imagine, like, imagine a T, and there's a road that's coming down, a hilly, very hilly road. Coming down. And, into that, and then there's a crosswalk. So my assumption is, is, is that, you know, that that might have played into it. It says that she was on this road, and I believe that she may have taken a turn where there was a stop sign that just kept ripping through it. Because she was going really fast, and, I, and I've seen this on a map, and I can understand how someone who's intoxicated and just out of their mind not paying attention to the road. But if you're coming down a road, like you're saying there's a hill, coming down, you can see down. It's not as if she was coming up a hill and then suddenly you're in a crosswalk and there are people in the middle of it. Cheryl McCollum, you're the former president of Mothers Against Junk Driving Georgia. Help me out here. Nancy, there were so many things this woman did wrong before that accident. I'm just talking right now about the crosswalk. Crosswalks are there in that spot for a reason, so you can see it. Correct, but not somebody that's drunk. It could very well be she was fiddling with the radio. It could be that she was going through her purse. Okay, speaking of that, take a listen to anchor Suzanne Marquez with Tina Patel, CBS LA. We have more breaking news. A driver has been arrested after a crash last night in Westlake Village that killed two children. CBS 2's Tina Patel is live with the latest on this investigation. It's heartbreaking developments this morning. Tina. It really is. One boy died here at the scene. The other one was taken to the hospital, and we just learned that he also passed away. Now, the sheriff's department is not releasing the ages of those boys or saying whether they are related. But you can see the news of the tragic death has hit this community. Many are coming now to leave flowers. Oh, yeah. They weren't releasing a lot of information, and now we know why. Take a listen to Mary Beth McDade, KTLA 5. Grossman, who's married to a prominent plastic surgeon, Peter Grossman, reportedly hit one boy who rolled up onto her hood. She reportedly slammed on her brakes so he'd roll off, and then she ran him over. Deputies reportedly caught up with Grossman about a quarter mile away in her white Mercedes, which had front-end damage, and arrested her. Rebecca Grossman was arrested for vehicular, she's been charged with two counts of vehicular manslaughter and was arrested for DUI. The Iskanders are well known in their Westlake Village and church communities. So, Rebecca Grossman was driving that white Mercedes married to a prominent plastic surgeon, Peter Grossman. 
Now, Cheryl McCollum, former director of MAD, M-A-D-D, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, Georgia. Did you hear that? That reportedly hit one boy and he flew up onto her hood. She kept going about 100 feet and slammed on brakes so the boy would roll off, then ran over him and did not stop. She kept going. Did you get that in the news report from KTLA 5? Think about that, Nancy. The cops didn't find her for a quarter of a mile. But, Nancy, think about the fact that she's already hurt him severely by running over him and killing his brother. She makes the choice of getting that child off the hood of her car and ran over him in order to flee and get away. She made the conscious choice to do more damage to that baby than to stop and render aid. Joining me right now, I want to go straight out to Dr. Angela Arnold, psychiatrist at AngelaArnoldMD.com. What in the world would make you keep going after you hit a child. It reminds me of a case I covered on Court TV a while back, and the defendant's name was Shantae Mallard. She hit a man in the street, then with him on the hood, stuck on the hood, she drives all the way to her home, pulls her car into the garage, closes the garage, and leaves him on the windshield to die. He could have been saved in the time she sat in there going, wow, am I going to get in trouble for this? She left the guy impaled on the hood while he died. Here you've got this woman, according to eyewitnesses, who, you know, they may be cross-examined at trial, carried the little boy on the hood of the car 100 feet, slammed on brakes, the boy fell off, then she ran over him. So it's, it's such a horrific act, Nancy, that, that most of us cannot understand. But to me, it speaks to something deeper that is, that is wrong with this woman on top of her uh, alcohol addiction, apparently. Well, let's talk about that for a moment. I, I, I want to find out from you, Ray Caputo, WDBO, why alcohol is being thrown around. How come uh, we don't think she was just, let's just say, street racing or joyriding or in a hurry? How did alcohol get into the mix? Well, that's what uh, the deputy said. What They found her about a mile down the road, Nancy. This is the scary part. We see this a lot with people who have money. They, they know what happens when, when things go sideways. If you hit somebody and you're drinking, the best thing to do is get the heck away from the scene, apparently, and not be seen until you sober up. This woman's car breaks down a mile away, and that's when she's busted. If she would have got away, I would almost guarantee that they'd be mounting a defense of, um, I, I wasn't drinking. I was, now, also, you mentioned street racing. She was apparently street racing, too. Um, she was traveling at a high rate of speed. And, and she was drinking. I mean, uh, what a host of factors. And, and you wonder why something went wrong here. Well, I'll tell you how I learned that D, uh, DUI, driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs, was part of this. Because she, this renowned, prominent member of the community, husband is a high-profile plastic surgeon, she was arrested on suspicion of manslaughter and DUI. After smashing her speeding Mercedes into brothers Mark and Jacob, 11 and 9, Westlake Village, she only stopped a mile and a half away 
when her engine cut out. Cheryl McCollum, former director of MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, Georgia, she didn't pull over and call police. She was only stopped because of car trouble. She did nothing to help this family. She did nothing to help the two little boys. She did nothing to render aid, help in any way. She didn't even go to a payphone and call 911 anonymously to get help there. You know, Cheryl, um, suffering the sudden and criminal death of somebody you love sticks with you forever, as you well know, having dealt with so many crime victims. But this mother and father were right there. One son died on the scene, Cheryl, and the car kept going. What that must be like for them. Um, I mean, the hug used to race BMX. And I, I can play right now in my head the worst wreck he ever had. And he was fine. But as a mother, you just, you know, play it over and over and over. What they must be living with, watching their two children mowed down. One killed at the scene. One you have hope for for a moment. And then that snatched from you, too, because this woman decides she wants to drink and street race. You're not talking about a 17-year-old kid that makes a stupid decision. You're talking about a woman that is probably drunk more days than she's not, that again made the decision earlier in the day to do things that were illegal. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we are talking about the sudden and tragic death of two little boys, age 9 and 11, brothers, walking across a crosswalk clearly marked on the street when fate intervened. According to police, this woman, Rebecca Grossman, prominent in her community and wealthy, not only mowed the two little boys down in front of mom and dad, but kept going. She was charged with suspicion of voluntary manslaughter and DUI. I want you to take a listen to our cut number 12. Now, you may recognize some of these voices. This is a a montage of all the coverage about how fantastic this woman and her husband were. 
So many of us at ABC News know about the work that the Grossman Byrne Foundation has done to provide so much care, new life for women, children, people around the United States and the world in need of that urgent medical care. I just wanted to take a moment of your time this evening to say a few words about the Grossman Byrne Foundation. This extraordinary organization is making a huge difference around the world. Another miracle at the Grossman Byrne Center here in Southern California. The Grossman Byrne Foundation has launched a campaign to stop the violence carried out against women around the world. A local Oscar-winning special effects artist has become a hero to a woman on the other side of the globe, a woman whose face was destroyed by her own husband. Um, Rebecca Grossman of the Grossman Byrne Foundation found out about Eustons. Rebecca takes the prosthetics, travels to Indonesia, and delivers them to Eustons in person. It's a day Eustons never thought would come. Finally, she gets the first sign of hope that she'll feel complete again. You're hearing so much about the Byrne Foundation Remember, this woman's husband is a prominent plastic surgeon. So they're well-known and wealthy in that community. What does that mean? Is that why we don't know the facts of the case? Is that why we don't know her blood alcohol content? Is that why so many of the facts of this case have been shrouded in mystery? I know that the husband, who is, as I said, a wealthy and prominent plastic surgeon, had been working with the Byrne Foundation. But what about the wife, Rebecca Grossman? And what about that particular day that these two little boys were mowed down? Take a listen to Tina Patel, CBS LA. Investigators arrested a 57-year-old driver and charged her with vehicular manslaughter. A white Mercedes with front-end damage was towed away about a half mile from the crash scene, but investigators would not confirm whether the driver stopped voluntarily or whether this was a hit and run. People who live nearby hope this crash will be a wake-up call for drivers to slow down and for the city to do more to protect pedestrians. You know, I want to go to you, Mark Class, founder of Class Kids Foundation to protect children. Have you ever seen cases where the public doesn't get all the details where a lot of the facts surrounding the case are kept um, under the rug? For instance, what is this woman's blood alcohol? They're not even saying that they'll confirm it was a hit and run. Uh, She was arrested about a mile away. Yes, it was a hit and run. I don't need a crime scene reconstructionist to tell me that, Mark Glass. You know, Nancy, the the nonprofit world is full of hypocrites. It's full of wealthy people who sit on boards of nonprofit organizations for no other reason than they can talk about themselves at cocktail parties and give each other awards for the great work that they do. And I think Cheryl can attest to that. She knows the nonprofit world as well. And I think that's exactly what we have here. Now, they can they can talk about how wonderful Mrs. Grossman is and all of the great things she's done. But she's also the woman who plowed down two little boys, bumped one of them off of the hood of her car, and then ran over him again so that she could escape responsibility. This is a woman with no conscience. This is a woman with no morals. This is a woman who most certainly does not belong behind the driver's seat of a car But I think we're going to find in the end, given that this was L.A., given that she's wealthy, given that she's white, given that she's blonde, that this woman will probably walk away with 
with uh, very little accountability for the hideous crime that she committed against this innocent family. Well, this is what I know. They have not released the BAC blood alcohol content. Cops are saying, oh, we don't know if it was hit and run. Yeah, it was a hit and run. Cheryl McCollum, I know that she's charged with suspicion DUI. Now, you know the case will be ruined if they did not do an appropriate blood alcohol content test on her, a blow test. That is the end of a DUI case. If you let her off the hook from that blow test at the scene, you can't prove at trial she was DUI. So they have her charged with suspicion DUI. Why would they have charged her with that, Cheryl? There must be some evidence. Either they could smell alcohol on her breath, there was evidence in the car of a bottle or something like that. But, Nancy, the other thing they're missing, they don't have the traditional things you would have with an accident like this. They're not going to have skid marks. She didn't stop. Good point. So Good point. Late. So there's so many things. They can't get her accurate speed. They may not have an accurate BAC. They may not have it. We do know this, though, Cheryl. Now, this is good news for the prosecution. If they take the case all the way, if they don't get uh, over-impressed with money and prominence, Joe Scott Morgan, the professor of forensic Jacksonville State University and death investigator, the cops have broken down and told us that this socialite, Rebecca Grossman, did test over the legal limit. Explain. Yeah, the legal limit, uh, depending upon where you are, is generally uh, going to be in a range of about uh, 0.015, that, that region right there. And it's going to go to significant impairment. And that is your motor function. How can you uh, make judgments, but this is this is one of the problems. Going back to what Max said just a second ago, with her, you know, this woman has a history of driving while intoxicated. This is my question: If she is uh, uh, addicted to alcohol, her tolerance level is going to be much higher. So there are people that have a dependency. Uh, upon alcohol that can still function, be up, you know, whereas you or I might have a drink, a couple of glasses of wine or something, and we're out like a baby. This woman might could go through two or three bottles of wine and still be upright and functioning. Uh, so it's it's kind of a hit or miss. They need to have done this early on. Okay, now hold on. Wait a minute. To, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Look at the front end of her yeah. Mercedes. Uh, you can see it at crimeonline.com. Yeah, Nancy, Look at that. Yeah, if it I looked could like address she that. ran into another car. Yeah. The front end of her Mercedes. It looks like she ran into another car. Yeah, if I could address that. This is a full-size Mercedes sedan, Nancy. And, you know, Mercedes, one thing they're known for, it's not just a luxury car. They're known as being a safe car, well-built. And, Nancy, it looks like she ran into a damn telephone pole. It's a center mass strike. And just so people at home will understand if you imagine that great big Mercedes symbol that sits right in the center of the grill, that's gone. And not only that, the hood itself is crushed in. This gives us an indication that when she struck these two little boys, as you mentioned just a second ago, in front of their parents, mind you, she was traveling at such a high rate that at least because I don't have all the data from the scene, it gives the appearance that she hit a fixed object, Nancy. Not, not some, uh, you know, non-anchored uh, 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 person like these two children. 
she hit something at such a high rate of speed, it literally collapsed the front of that car. I don't see how the airbags kept from deploying. And if you look at that image real quick, she did try to flee. The only reason she didn't get away, if you take a real close look at that image on Crime Online, you'll see that there are fluids that have poured out of the bottom of this thing. So it disabled the vehicle. My guess is, as Ray had alluded to earlier, is that if she could have put as much distance between her and that event, that that homicide, then you would have had time for the blood alcohol to metabolize in her system. She would have gone, and this has happened numbers of times Mm -hmm. with high-profile people over the years. If you don't have that science to back it up, if you don't know what the BA is at that moment in time, You've lost it forever, so you and can't go to court And every incremental ten minutes, fifteen minutes that pass by, the blood alcohol uh, gets abs- the alcohol content gets absorbed in the body. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we're talking about the street deaths of two little children, 9 and 11. And I want to read something to you. Our beloved angels, Mark and Jacob, departed to our heavenly Christ after being hit by a car last night. The church wrote this. They were members of Archangel Michael, Coptic Orthodox Church. These two little children. And listen to this, Cheryl McCollum, former director of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, Georgia. Listen to this. Six family members were crossing the three-way intersection in a marked crosswalk on the road. The parents heard the speeding Mercedes. They could hear it speeding. And I know that to be true because when I'm with the children walking, I can hear a car and I can tell it's speeding. You can tell. And hearing the car, they reached out to grab their children. They grabbed Zachary and Violet. Mark and Jacob were too far away. They heard the speeding car, Cheryl. Now, you understand the legal implications of this. They could hear it at a distance, speeding. 
There were no skid marks. The parents grabbed the children they can reach. The ones they couldn't reach were mowed down. Analyze it, Cheryl McCollum. Nancy, what you're going to have is you're going to have the police go. They've got to go back. They've got to get video from every ring camera. If they have the flock system, they've got to get that video. They've got to trace her actions backwards. Where did she drink? How much did she drink? Where did she get it from? Did she pay for it? Was it already at home? Was she at a bar? When the yeah, they're going to retrace bar- all of their her steps. At least I hope they are. That they've got to, Nancy, because they don't have anything else. Because, again, they know the blood alcohol is going to be contested. They know that they're going to have a fight on their hands. So they've got to go back and show, just like you used to do, that this crime didn't occur at 9.47 p.m. or 6.45. This crime occurred at 2 o'clock when she took her first drink. It occurred at 3.15 when she took the next one. It occurred at 5.60 when she had her third one. And then she chose to get in the car after five or six or a bottle. And that's what they've got to show the importance of that. They've got to go back and show every speeding ticket. They've got to show every failure to maintain lane. They've got to show every DUI she's ever had, even if they reduced it to, you know, whatever they might have reduced it to, reckless driving or such. You know, we all know reckless driving usually is a DUI that's been reduced. They got to look at every single one, every single time her prominent husband has saved her. They've got to go talk to friends yeah. and said, "Hey, how many cocktail parties does she throw? How often do y'all know her to, you know?" Well, it's going to be critical that they trace her steps that day. Amen. Because Mark Class, I mean, we still don't know what her blood alcohol is or was because they're not releasing it. But have you ever heard? Accident used in DUIs. It's no accident, Mark Class, because as Cheryl McCollum was saying, you start in the day drinking. You decide to get your car keys. You decide to walk out to your car after you've been drinking. You decide to insert the key in the ignition and start the car, put it in reverse, and then drive. There you go. All those were conscious decisions, Mark Class. They were conscious decisions by a woman who's probably done that hundreds of times and doesn't really seem to care about the safety of anybody else, feels that she's privileged enough that she can do what she wants, when she wants, and have some kind of a sterling reputation and a lot of money to fall back on. Straight out to Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina trial lawyer. Kathleen, I I pray to God they did a blood alcohol test on her. If they didn't, the case is, you know, over because they're not going to be able to prove she was DUI at the time. But let me ask you my question. At the scene, we've seen so many celebrity walk a straight line test, touch your nose test, say the ABCs test. What other tests are performed at the scene or supposed to be performed when cops suspect DUI? Well, obviously the uh, markers are a breathalyzer. She could refuse the breathalyzer. If she refuses the breathalyzer, they'll take blood work at the hospital or wherever she's incarcerated, I would suppose. They can do the field sobriety tests, such as uh, heel-toe. They also can um, take other steps to determine whether or not they're drinking, such as alcohol bottles in the car, the smell of alcohol on that lady's breath. I've looked um, online, and I can't find out anything 
with respect to a report of her blood alcohol level. None whatsoever. But we do know this, Kathleen. We do know that this prominent socialite, Rebecca Grossman, was involved in an accident in 2012 where the other driver claimed she ran a red light driving over 65 in a 40 MPH zone and plowed into the back of his car. Um, The driver passed away later from ill health, but the insurance report includes his detailed description of the crash. Now, in that case, we know that insurance paid out $100,000 in a settlement with Grossman. She was injured in that, too. So what, if anything, do we know about her history, Ray Caputo? Well, Nancy, she's not a good driver, that's for sure. I mean, you can only speculate that, that that's connected to this. I, uh, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but it seems to be that the writing was on the wall for Ms. Grossman, that she had plenty of opportunity to fix, you know, some of the, the issues that she had in her life. But, you know, she didn't. And, and here we are. This tragedy was avoidable. Um, it was something that, that shouldn't have happened, and now this family is, is going to be living with us for the rest of their lives. And you know, Ms. Grossman's life is, is done, too, pretty much. Her reputation is gone. I'm, I'm really more worried about the two dead boys than anybody's reputation. Dr. Angela Arnold, what about the people surrounding her? I mean, according to a Daily Mail report, quote, she's a reckless driver. The socialite charged with killing two young boys in DUI hit and run previously totaled another driver's car after, quote, speeding through a red light, and then she sued him, even though she ran into the back of his car. You know, Nancy, I don't believe that they should be calling her a socialite. I think that they should be calling her a sociopath. That is what this woman is. At at, At the core of who she is, she is a sociopath. Why do we have to be describing this woman who has hit and killed two children and has absolutely no remorse. Instead of a socialite, socialite we should be calling her a sociopath today because that is and what I'm just wondering, is. I mean, Cheryl McCollum, uh, director of MAD Georgia, Mothers Against Junk Driving, everybody around her, I mean, are they enabling her drinking and driving? Weigh in. Nancy, I think the most important thing is forget everybody around her. This is solely on her. She did this. This is nothing new behavior. She chose to drink. She chose to drive. She chose to try to cover it up. She chose to try to hide her face now. She has chosen not to reach out to the family and apologize. She has chosen to do all of these things that show exactly who she is. And I think that last statement was Dead on accurate. She is a sociopath. You know, Cheryl McCollum, people refer to these scenes as an accident. I disagree completely. This is no accident. No, this is a homicide thing. Period. It's a murder thing. To you, Ray Caputo, lead news anchor for WDBO, what's the status of the case now? Is she sitting behind bars? Absolutely not, Nancy. She was out of jail very quickly. She she made bail, and um, right now though she's facing some pretty serious charges. I mean, this this lady is not by any stretch of the imagination a happy camper. She's facing two counts of murder, two counts of vehicular manslaughter of gross negligence, and one count of hit and run driving. And I know that that last the hit and run part 
they had to figure out if she'd actually ran or her car was was a mile away. So they they, they had to do a little bit of um, investigating, and that charges there now too. What was there to investigate? She was a mile away. Of course, she ran. Well, um, I, she she probably could have spun a towel that she had you know or shaken up or what have you, but. I don't know what condition she was in when she was found, but clearly she was charged with DUI. Well, you're right about that, Ray Caputo. Nobody knows because all the details are being kept secret, but we wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.